Welcome back to the nine nonprofit trends that matter in 2024, sponsored by our good friends over at RKD Group. We love this value-aligned partner that's helping nonprofits build long-term donor relationships through next-generation tech, data, and marketing strategies that are driving omnichannel experiences and donations. Learn more at rkdgroup.com. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Becky, is that you or an AI bot over there? It is actually me. You would know because <laughs> I'm going to talk forever and I'm probably going to quip at the end of it. So, but we, it, it, you know, we got to ask these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a fun episode. We're talking about this uprising that's happening of AI. What do we do with that? How do we upskill in that? But you're joining us, my friends, in the middle of our kickoff series of the year where we're talking about the nine nonprofit trends that we see that really matter out there. And we're breaking it down. This isn't your grandma's list, although your grandma's probably really cool and evolved. I mean, if this is a first conversation for you, definitely go back and listen to our roll-up episode of the trends. And it's going to give you the bird's eye view of like why we really see these things as driving forces in the missions that are showing up um, and really making cutting through, making impact in 2024. So today we're going to deep dive into upskilling in the age of AI. B, tell me about your passion for this. <laughs> Actually, I have to tell you, I am a believer. I have become such a believer in this. And for all of you out there, like, I want you to just like shake your wiggles off. Any sort of preconceived notions you had about AI, what you think it's going to do, because guess what? When you just loosened yourself up, that is what AI is going to help you do. It is going to help you do more with less. If you can lean into upskilling in the age of AI, if you can embrace this new tech, we're going to be able to lean in and learn things that we never knew about our donors. This is going so far beyond what someone has given to understand behaviors, to understand engagement signals. And with a growth mindset, anything is possible. So just understand that we're all trying to lean in and learn as fast as we can in a world where tech is moving faster than ever. So today we really want to dive into knowing what the power of artificial intelligence can do for your mission. But we also want to know what are the ethical frameworks around it? How do we stay curious? And we have tips and tools on that. And we also want you to know that in this, you have a superpower in that you are a completely unique human being with unique skills. Your emotions, your empathy, and your lived experience are going to elevate this to a new level. So how many times have you heard, I wear many hats in this sector, or I'm spinning all the plates when someone's describing their job and nonprofit? So this year, we really want to focus on how to upskill our workforce capabilities in response to the influence that technology and AI are having, not only on the sector, but on every part of our world go into it with that growth mindset and know you have tools and a community behind you that are going to help you every step of the way. I love that tone setting B. I mean, this is what got us excited about this because the power of just a growth mindset, anything is possible. And 
that mindset comes with just scheduling time, creating a rhythm for how are you learning? How are, what are you reading? What are you listening to? And we try to deliver that on the podcast a ton. And there's a lot of passionate people that are really taking into heart and to mind, what are the values of our sector? Our sector is so needed in our society. So we have to approach this with tenacity, but also with the ethical frameworks to make sure that we're doing this well and we're not creating more harm. And so there is a lot of resources around the fundraising.ai movement. They put together a framework that you got to go check out. It's at fundraising.ai slash framework. So thanks to the team there that is pouring into those resources. They're convening people. They're talking about this stuff because we need to be really confident in how we're protecting donor information and protecting those that we're serving in the most important way. But you know we don't like to have these conversations in a silo. So we went to the community. Thank you, everyone, who poured in and answered these questions because we wanted to know how you all were seeing it play out in your shops. So we asked our community, what's your favorite AI tool that you're using right now? And some of these may be familiar to you and some of them may be new. We heard things like Canva and Grammarly and WordTune, which is a lot like Grammarly. I threw out otter.ai and there's a lot of people using that in terms of transcripts. And um, I can just tell you that Julie, our unicorn, loves otter.ai and will go in there and say, hey, um, after we've just interviewed someone, yeah, hey, otter, give me the five most impactful quotes. Boom, it's done. We already have those pulled out for the show notes. I think another great one that Adam O'Brien threw out was jasper.ai. So a lot of resources out there and so many of them are free for you. So thank you to Kevin Kramer, Kathleen Rivera, Jennifer Molino. We appreciate your comments. Um, but I wanted to lift two more because I thought these were really practical. Our friend Morgan Robertson over at Stop Soldier Suicide said that ChatGPT saves her so much time in writing because sometimes it's just hard to find those right words when you start, which as a writer, I can feel that so deeply. And then Kendra McConnell over at Campfire Samish said that she uses Canva and chat GPT to help her build templates. So thank you to everyone who pours into that. We hope that gives you just a little bit of insight and maybe desire to go try one of them. Yeah. And it's like, we love seeing teams get really curious about this. And when we reached out to our friends that are really thinking about AI all the time, we're like, who are some organizations that are doing this well, like in real time? They're not just talking about it. They're like putting it into practice. And so I followed this thread with Brad querying this past week out of British Columbia. He's with this organization, Mennonite Central Committee. So they use ChatGPT in three different ways. One was helping them classify like a long list of data that would have taken a long time internally to do. And then secondly, this is what we do a lot at We Are For Good, using it to summarize a lot of qualitative data. It's like, how could you upload a transcript or a story to pull out the, the hallmarks? But then three, using ChatGPT as a tool to help humanize like their robotic voice. <laughs> so like they are really great at writing like really specific copy, but it's like, hey, could you help me make this a more friendly tone? Can you use some of the best practices of, to make it more punchy and better call to action? I love just like the conversations that were happening. And I'll link this up in the show notes because this post people are chiming in and even questioning some of the ethics around them that, of that. As like, is it okay to upload a donor, you know, an ID. And I'm like, this is the kind of conversations we should talk about because a solution came about, um, in the threaded comments below that was simply, okay, instead of uploading your donor file, what if you had chat GPT, write a script that could actually run that report right in your own database. So it never, that would never leave the database. So I'm like, this is what it looks like when you get curious in real time and people are helping each other find solutions that are protecting like the integrity of our work. 
one other one I really want to lift because I'm just so geeked out about it is Kids Help Phone in Canada. And this is a teen crisis hotline for youth. They're flexing this planned AI to recognize keywords and speech patterns from these young people who reach out. And they have so many busy counselors who are trying to zero on zero in on what everyone needs and tailor their support. But the AI is going to lift these trigger words or phrases such as, I feel helpless, or I think I want to die. Um, and it will put that conversation at the front of the line to speak with the counselor. And it's just helping. I mean, does that not just make you feel good, you all? Like these are the hallmarks of the way that AI can help us in real time. So don't be scared. We hope that these examples really give you some bravery to try to go for it. And so as we round out, before we bring on our amazing guest, Sharice, to the conversation today, I wanted to give you a few pro tips that are top of our mind. And one is just inventorying a list of your routine activities. You know, I mean, this could be writing copy or, you know, figuring out data or pulling out summaries of like what the donor surveys are telling you, like get curious about what there are those tasks that take you a long time. And is there a tool already? Cause there's probably a tool that could help you um, pour into that. And then just never start from a blank page. As much as this artist friend, me in your life loves a blank page, <laughs> most of us need like an outline to get started. We don't have to start from scratch. We can start with a great outline, whether you're planning your next board meeting or whether you're just trying to break down a project into meaningful steps, like use AI tools like ChatGPT to help you doing that. So there's a couple of pro tips and there's more coming with Sharice. I'm so pumped. It is our great joy to bring in our expert today, Sharice Floyd. She is the founder over at ShariceFloyd.com, and she is also the incredible brain trust behind this really cohort of individuals who are AI consultants for nonprofits. So if you're struggling through this right now, friends in the impact sector, I hope you feel like your nervous system settles because Sharice is about to take your hand. She's also a professional speaker specializing in topics on women's leadership, storytelling, AI, team building, and culture. And one of the great quotes she has that I love so much is, it's not about stepping into the future. It's about managing right now. She's here to bring all of that with wisdom and expertise around how we can upskill our teams in the age of AI and new technology. Sharice, get into our house. We are so excited you are here. That is such a welcome. Yes, I am here. Roll out. You roll out the red carpet. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we, we want to get to know you um, as getting being someone on the podcast for the first time. Like, Take us back. Let us get to know Sharice growing up. How did she get into this work? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm asking Sharisa today, how did she get into it? <laughs> right? Existential kind of question for all of us. <laughs> um, my background is in nonprofit marketing. Um, I actually did stumble into the world of nonprofit. It wasn't anything that was on my to-do list. I landed as a membership coordinator at a botanical garden. And I was like, okay, this is the job. I answered the ad, I'm here. Um, but there was a marketing director who was there who said, you know what, you have a knack for this. You have a knack for the creative, um, always had a flair for the dramatic, always loved writing. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she took me under her wing and kind of taught me the ropes. And um, that one nonprofit job led to another, led to another. And I've been in this industry for a while and I've always had a tech background. I used to do, um, I say, I say tech very easily when I talk about AI. Um, but I used to do uh, Facebook ads for nonprofits and it's just evolved over time. And here we are sitting here talking about this, this tool that 
all of us can't stop talking about. And um, yeah, here I sit. Oh my gosh. I love hearing a little piece of your backstory because I mean, marketing really exists that it's always evolving. You know, it's like one of those parts that it's like, you have to be studying. I just think of just like meta and Facebook ads alone. It's like, just that changes multiple times a year. So mm-hmm. in this space, you have a comfort level with AI that a lot of us do not. <laughs> so I want to just say, <laughs> so glad to have you in as our expert today. What's just some like wisdom you could share? Like how should our teams, our nonprofit teams, our leadership teams just pour into learning about these emergent technologies and like, what is a, what's some kind of tone setting, I guess, as we think about how do we work smarter and not harder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would encourage everybody, I would encourage everybody, but specifically in the nonprofit space to stop and take a breath. Like Thank you. this, <laughs> just take so a breath. Good. No one's behind. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> missed anything yet. <laughs> take a breath. This modern AI that we're talking about, specifically these generative AI tools, are a little over a year old in the way that we know them, um, launched in November of 2022. AI has been in our life for a quite a while, right? Our banking, our phones, our email, our Netflix, these things have been powered by some form of AI for a long time. So I would encourage everyone to stop first and take a breath. But when we're talking about putting these tools into place into nonprofit organizations, our first order of business should be about what is the goal that you want to use them for. Right now, there is somebody in almost every nonprofit who knows what ChatGPT is or what BARD is and all of those who's either using the tool in secret or is the only person on the team who's using the tool, or there's one group of people that's using the tool, but it's not being used across an organization. So I would say first, in order to set the tone for this, we have to know why you want to use it. Take the tool off the pedestal. It's okay. (laughs) It's just like any other tool that you would use in the organization. It just has more power and we can use it in a lot of different ways. But first, we have to stop and ask ourselves, why do we want to implement these tools? Because then and only then can we set a strategy that will get us there versus creating more work for an industry that is already burned out. Thank you for that centering. It can be very overwhelming because there's tools coming in all the time and technology is changing so rapidly. And we are not the sector that really embraces change in a very quick manner. And so I, I think one of the great things that I value so much about what AI has done for We Are For Good is it's allowed us to reclaim some of our time back. And mm-hmm. so I want you to talk a little bit about how upskilling is really something that helps us work smarter, not harder. And so walk our listeners through where they need to start placing their focus, like how or what they need to do to start optimizing that time. I think that would be a good starting point. Yes. So I encourage, I like to encourage nonprofit leaders to start to think about implementing AI in the way that a consultant would. So start organizationally, again, rather than one person and one department, because this is really how time is claimed 
across the board and not just, you know, the team that gets to go home at two o'clock while everyone else is still there at five, if there is such a thing that exists in nonprofit world. <laughs> um, but exactly. when you're ta- <laughs> when you're talking about um, working smarter, I always like to, t- to tell nonprofits to train AI models in the space where a human should be but there isn't one right now. So train it in the space where there is resistance. For instance, if you don't have a grant writer on your team, train the model in the space that a grant writer should be. If you are, you don't have a full-time marketing person on your team and someone is doing the work of two or three different jobs, you want to be able to train these tools in that space to free up people's time. But in order to free up people's time, we have to know where the time is spent. And right now, the thing that people are using this tool for the most is social media management. And I want to say to you very pointedly, if social media management is the only thing that you're using this for, one, you are doing it wrong. And two, that is not freeing up your time. That is adding more unnecessary stuff to your plate. Ooh. <laughs> are you saying Sharice for like content creation or actually just like the scheduling of social, but like, it's actually the creation of the posts themselves too. It's the creation. Like I have been running up against people who are creating a year's worth of content who in their right mind knows what's happening in a nonprofit in a year in our life. <laughs> yeah, now I understand this year. any year <laughs> in the last yeah. four, if you have annual events, I get that. Like there's events that you do every year and you're creating content, but to seriously sit down and do a content calendar for 365 days where you know what the caption is and what you're <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. Thank just, you. Just stop. because you could doesn't mean you should, right? <laughs> oh, your Jurassic park quote. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love that example. I mean, in your opinion, what are the untapped, you know, technology resources that nonprofits really could use to support their teams? What are some of those tools mm-hmm. that are out there? Yeah, well, ChatGPT is phenomenal. Even with the free version, it is incredible. I think what I have seen is that the strategic way that these tools can think and technically they're not thinking they're like guessing the next word but they're very good at strategy they're very good at seeing around the corner in a way that our one mode of human intelligence is not able to see they're brilliant in that space Um, and so when you're looking at implementing something to help save time and to save the sanity of your people, you can't get away from one of these generative tools, whether it's ChatGPT or Claude or Baud, and they all respond differently, but generally they do the same thing, creating something from nothing. And once they are primed, like they have vast amounts of knowledge, but they don't know anything about you specifically, and they don't know anything about your nonprofit. Once you have primed them, meaning given them information where they can make more focused um, decisions and give you more focused outcomes, that is where the magic in them really shines. So when you take one of those tools and use them strategically, that can cut down on a lot of the consultants that you hire, though, you know, not trying to get rid of my own job, but still, <laughs> when you know how to use them in a broad way, um, that really is where the magic of them really come in from your strategic planning to capacity building. 
I would love for you to kind of take this and run with how technology and, and these tools can help us build deeper connections. They can help us cultivate loyalty. They can mm-hmm. help us inspire more giving. So talk a little bit yes. about that and how people can like seize the moment. Yeah. And, and seizing the moment is truly where we are right now. It's, it really is. Like I said, it's not about the future. It's about preparing for right now. We are in a space, I think, rolling out of this pandemic. Um, we, we miss ourselves. I like to think like we, we like to hear our names. We like to know that we're important. We like to know that we matter. These tools can help you personalize fundraising and donor relations and just volunteerism in a way that really truly make people feel like their existence on this planet is important, not only to you, but to the planet in general. And nonprofits are always tasked with doing more with less, but these tools now have put something in front of us where we can do more without doing more. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense, right? 100%. We can really, really put our arms around people and put our arms around the mission in a way that is so, I hate to use the word revolutionary because that's one of those AI words. <laughs> <laughs> it is evolutionary and revolutionary yeah. though. I agree yes. with you. <laughs> and transformative and all the things. Yes. Um, but we're in a space right now where AI can take care of the grind and we as the people can get out and deliver the mission. And that is where the the value of these tools really come into play because our industry, as much as we love it, excuse me, I touched on it before about the burnout. It runs on our passion and our passion doesn't turn off. It, it, it runs on us being fueled by the things that matter to us. So let our passion run. AI can keep up. And that way that we cannot burn out the human capital that matters so much because these tools don't run without humans. AI is not going to take over our jobs. Now, somebody who knows how to use AI might take over your job, but AI specifically is not taking over. <laughs> There's a challenge job. for everybody. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> well, I think it's like I'm just reflecting. This is a moment when we're getting this opportunity to have more ease. It's like, mm-hmm. don't just automatically refill that with just Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, it's like be intentional of like, what does that open up as a result of that time saved? I'm loving this so much that I wonder if you would take us into a case study. I mean, you get to work with really cool organizations implementing this. What's an org that's really seen some huge advances, by just harnessing this tech. We started working with the organization in October. Um, We were called in, it was a youth empowerment organization. And this organization specifically was very clear. They were having a high turnover. And after they've had so many turnovers, they realize that it's it's not them, it's you, right? (laughs) It's it's something that's not quite working here. And um, they brought us in to kind of look at the time management and how AI could help in this case. And we're talking about um, the admin position that was just admin for all of the people in the organization. I think there was about six people and they were functioning for all the people. This was a person or a position that this person was answering messages at three o'clock in the morning to try to keep up with the demand of this job. But 
we we came in and with every client that we do um, AI integration with, we do an AI readiness assessment. So that just lets us know what is your starting point, and it always goes back to your data. What does your data look like? And what does your time look like? And what is the infrastructure that you currently have in place to be able to support these tools? Well, because she was working that hard, she didn't know what her time actually was. And so we had to spend time with her to really time track. Where is the time going? And why is she doing certain tasks? And what tasks is she doing over and over and over? And where could we build in some ease, to John's point? And so what we found was that using ChatGPT, and at that time, there wasn't the custom GPTs that we are aware of right now, but I've always been training in the way in the, where there is resistance. So technically, we needed another set of hands. So what we did was take the admin work that she had, and we started training ChatGPT in terms of being able to speak so for smart. her, in terms of being able to write in her voice when she needed to write emails and things like that. So we took ChatGPT was the base and then we connected to a tool called Zapier, which is the automation. And so she was able to, um, and through the paid version of uh, ChatGPT, $20 a month guys, upgrade to save you. Some of you, it will save you for the extra $20 a month. Um, and we were able to connect those two pieces where now those routine tasks that she was doing every day was just a button and all the other pieces would, would go into place, whether that was sending, um, updating a Google doc, sending it to the team member that needed to sign off on it. Um, we even set up where ChatGPT could function as her personal assistant and update her calendar. We had to go in and say, this is what her time is. This is how much time she has in a day. This is the amount of time that she would like to spend on each of these and have ChatGPT create the schedule. Here's the things that she has to get done every day and then connect it to her calendar where it's automatically populating on her calendar. So once the custom GPTs came out, then we were able to go in and drill down even more to customize a GPT that really spoke to um, her voice. And then we created a virtual team for her where there was one team that was admin. There was one team that was personal assistant. And when I say team, it's, it's, I'm talking the chats <laughs> that are functioning. <laughs> They're automated. I'm looking at them in my head. And then there was also, um, a grant writing, um, team member that we built as well. So now she's got this group of AI team members. At the last time that we checked in with them, cause we, we build check-ins at three months. Um, six months and a year, she was no longer doing the 3 a.m. calls, which was great. Thank goodness. And yes. And according to the executive director, as we were, have been time tracking, if the trend holds, they are looking at saving about 75K annually in staff time if the trend holds and we're in, we're in it. So it's, we don't have a full, full knowledge of what it's going to be until we get a year in. But at last track, she was feeling better and she was no longer on the fence of at least, you know, submitting her resume. She was willing to give this system a chance. And that is, that's the type of work that we're, we're looking for to save people from leaving jobs because at some point while your passion may not burn out your body will at some point either you are going to decide to leave or your body is going to shut down on its own Sharice 
my jaw is we on the dang floor. <laughs> I mean, I have not yet heard anyone on this podcast talk about AI as a means for capacity building. Like you literally mm-hmm. help, gave her a virtual team and the integration, yes. we're huge fans of Zapier too, um, mm-hmm. is so smart. And I just like want to hug that woman, find her and say, you just sit on the couch and watch you some sweet magnolias or a movie <laughs> or something and like go to yes. bed at a reasonable hour. And I mean, yes. I just think that we can talk about the tech benefits. We can talk about the efficiencies. We can talk about the money coming in, but the benefit to the body and to the human mm-hmm. and to the culture in the workspace, I just think there are so many reasons why we need to stop being fearful of this tech and really just start to dip our toe in the water and try one little thing. So, which gets me to our last question, which is, <laughs> what is your one good thing? What could you offer to people, at, you know, as it relates to this topic as a piece of counsel? Maybe it's a place to start. Yeah. Aside from just you know, taking a breath and taking the tools off the pedestal first, you know, and, and doing that, I would recommend that if getting into these tools is, and clearly you wouldn't be listening to it if it wasn't something you wanted to do, know specifically where you need that extra hand. Cause we all know we've all been in the chair, even the consultants that work with me, we all worked in nonprofits. We've all been a team of one. We all have been in that chair and like, Oh my God, I wish I had an assistant or, or I wish I had this person or whatever it is that you're wishing for. And I promise you if chat GPT or a generative tool cannot do it, there is a tool that can relieve resistance for you. I promise you that there is. And that is really all you have to start. Just just somebody saving you an hour a day feels great. Now, the challenge is you have to save the hour and not pour more stuff on top of the hour. The idea is to get you up out of your chair so maybe you can go out in the community. The idea is to have AI taking care of the realities of the job while you can go out and take care of the need of the job. That is the idea. So wherever you're feeling that tension, wherever, you know, you wish that there was a second hand or an assistant, build that as the virtual team and then save that time and then go out and serve the people. Yeah. I heart I mean, you. yeah, this I has really been such do. a fun. You're so We've- great. <laughs> I know we've talked about AI a lot of different times, but I just think your sensibilities coming in here, your relatability, and just like the the simple ways to integrate this into every shop. We all have something right now that we could gain mm-hmm. ease from, and we're just too busy to stop and take stock and really figure that out. So Sharice, just such a fan of your work. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for pivoting into this um, so deeply. And Thank I wonder you. if you'd tell our community today, like how can they work with you? How can they follow you? How can they check out your amazing website, by the way? Um, link us up to all the things. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am on LinkedIn, so you can find me at Sharice Floyd. My website is um, Sharice Floyd. And if I may, since you asked how Heck can you yeah. work with me, <laughs> um, this work is so very important to me. We haven't um, talked a lot about the ethical piece of it, but there, it's you know, there is Congress isn't doing anything about it right now. So we you know, we got to mm-hmm. we exactly, um, and so. Because of that, um, my we are in an accreditation process right now where we have built a um, curriculum around AI and nonprofit leaders. And our goal is to um, certify people in this work so that you can own your AI expertise in the organization so that you are the expert in AI in the organization. And then we will support you and giving you the tool. We'll test all the tools. We'll tell you how to use them. Um, but this is a time where, especially in our industry, we have to be really, really thoughtful around how we're using these tools. And we have to be thoughtful about the people who are going to be charged with using these tools. And let's just, you know, let's just go out here and create some magic. Let's do it. I mean, I feel like we started out with that powerful message that Sharice has on the front of her website. That's, but it's really about she is out here advocating for everyone to stop auditioning for your value. So please go check out what she's doing. Get your mind, your heart, and your operations centered. Thank you, my friend, for being here. It was delightful. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for being here, friends. And you probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to come join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. Sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. And one more thing. If you love what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating interview? It means the world to us and your support helps more people find this community. Thanks so much, friends. Can't wait to our next conversation. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.